What's up, guys? John here from JohnMorrisOnline.com, back with another episode of The John Morris Show. This one, I'm going to be talking, I'm going to get into the difference or the, the, the importance of soft skills versus hard skills. And this came up as from a YouTube comment I got the other day. So let me run through the comment. This comes from David Hughes over on YouTube. It says, I'm experiencing this now, this now is laid off of my old job after 15 years. So I went to college at age 49 to study IT. I have lots of work experience, 33 years, some IT, some electronics. Most want three to five years experience certificates and the unspoken rule of being under age 25. My take on what you said uh, regarding mediocre, terrible software engineers is not every piano player is Mozart. There's a range from terrible to the expert. The majority are not expert. That may work to my advantage working as a drone in a large company, making a good wage, good benefits, possibly uh, a boring job, but stable, which the under 30 crowd will avoid like the plague. About a month ago, I was at a meeting with a dozen IT managers, and many said hard skills, what you can do, are second to soft skills, getting along with people. Many organizations prefer soft over hard skills at a ratio of 80 to 20. Since hard skills can be taught, often soft skills cannot. And I wanted to talk about this. I used to talk about this a little bit more. I used to talk about the difference between talent and some of these other soft skills and so forth. I actually looked it up because I was curious. The first post I ever wrote about this was all the way back in 2013, which was only five years ago, but it seems like forever ago. <laughs> and back then when I would talk about this, I used to get a lot of flack for it because there was still very much a mentality of talent is all that matters. Your tech skills, your hard skills are really all that matters. Those are the things, only things you need to focus on and so forth. And I would say over the last five years that uh, what I was trying to say back then, and others, of course, I was certainly not the only one saying this, but this idea that soft skills are as important, if not more important, than your hard technical skills, I would say that's that's been proven true. You know, you've seen sort of a rise of people talking about this. You know, John Sonmez, who's another sort of well-known uh, tech YouTuber out there wrote a book called Soft Skills where he talks about this and, and some of the things that you can do. There's been other numerous books out there. There's been studies that have been done. And I would say that the mentality now is almost the opposite where when I say soft skills are more important or at least as important, I don't know that too many people balk at that anymore these days. And that's sort of hap only happened over the last five years from my perspective because uh, I used to get a lot of flack for it. So, you know, again, and, and it, it makes sense because of what's sort of been happening over the last five years and this environment that I sort of keep talking about where things are constantly changing. You have all this new stuff coming out. And in an environment like that, what an employer needs isn't someone that necessarily knows this specific thing. I mean, sure, that's important. But more and more employers in the tech field or that are, in, are employing tech employees have started to figure out that, you know, the, the technology is just so changing so rapidly that they need people who can learn the new stuff quickly. And that's really that would that falls into the category of soft skill. And so they've started to realize that instead of just focusing super hard on someone that knows this particular tech thing, 
we really need to do what we would do with any other position, which is find a good person, find a hardworking person, find a dependable person, and find someone who can dig in, who will and can dig into any of this new stuff that comes out and, and be able to, to learn all of that stuff. And so, again, that's become much more important over the last five years uh, and become much more accepted over the last five years. So again, just to reiterate that that initial point that you know talking about and and there's been like I mentioned there's been some studies Robert Half did a study and I think it was 51% of the employers said that soft skills were more important than the heart the the technical skills in D, or career builder did a, a survey where 77% of employers believe that soft skills are just as important as uh, hard skills so if you're looking to get into this tech thing and if you're older like David, you know, there there's a lot of soft skills that you have and a lot of work experience that can prove that you have that. And that's something that you should really be leveraging to your advantage over, you know, uh, you're not going to be able to compete necessarily with the the younger crowd if if you don't have those hard tech skills already built up. That's going to be a little bit more difficult. But what you can use is you can use those soft skills, that work experience to your advantage to try and get yourself hired. Now, if you're one of the youngins coming out of school or whatever, and you have this mindset that is uber focused on on the tech skills and the hard skills, you, you need to, uh, maybe this is a little bit of a wake up call for you to realize that it you can be as talented as you want. You still don't get to be a jerk. You still don't get to be a flake. You still don't you know, get to be someone who's lazy, all, that, all those sorts of things, right? These soft skills are going to matter as much, if not more, than your hard technical skill and how much talent you may have. And so you need to work on these things. You need to work on being a good person uh, and, and being dependable and all those things. So uh, again, maybe just a little bit of wake up call uh, if you're in that crowd. But what I wanted to do here is I wanted to go through some of the things because we talk about soft skills and it's like okay but what soft skills what's most important uh and and so forth so i wanted to go through this based off of actual research that's done so that survey from career builder also asked about what are the soft skills that matter and these were the top five that uh the companies they surveyed come up with and i want to then give you an example of how you can use that in your resume or an interview or so forth to convey it without just making the claim I'm I have a good work ethic right because that is not as believable as it could be so the first one I sort of mentioned which is work ethic and uh, this was the number one soft skill that companies listed that they wanted from from employees is having a strong work ethic now of course you 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 have to have a strong work ethic, but the way that you can you can play that up in an interview is to provide examples of how you've gone above and beyond on the job, such as extra responsibilities you've volunteered or things you've taken, courses you've taken to do better on the job uh, and so forth. And, you know, one one really good way that you can demonstrate this stuff is through storytelling. And so one of the stories that I might tell when it comes to to work ethic is, you know, it doesn't even have to be necessarily tech related, right? I could tell the story of when, when I was in high school and, you know, I was really into sports, but there were a lot of, there were a lot of 
kids in my class that were a little bit more naturally talented than I was. But I ended up becoming on our football team, you know, sort of carried the team uh, my junior and senior year and kind of became the star of the football team. And it wasn't because of natural talent. It wasn't, you know, because anything else. It was because of work ethic. I used to ride my bike 10 miles into town every morning at 6 a.m., go in, work out, uh, lifting weights for about an hour. And then I would do uh, drills, football drills and running and so forth for about another hour to hour and a half. And then I would ride my bike the 10 miles back home. And I did that uh, between my junior and senior year of high school. I did that every day over the summer. And you know, I was able to put on about another 15 pounds of muscle, got a lot faster and, and ended up breaking the, the uh, single season rushing record for my school that year, which still stands to this day, by the way. But uh, again, so that's an story of, of work ethic, or I could tell the story about how when I was in junior high and we had open gym, I used to go in to my grandma's house and sit at my grandma's house. I'd go in when my mom went to work at like seven, eight in the morning and I would sit there all day so that I could go to open gym at five o'clock that night. So I could go in and work out. That's another story that I could tell about work ethic. Whatever it is, you, you want to have a story or two prepared when you go in to do an interview. So when they ask you about work ethic, they ask you about something along those lines. You have a story from your life or your, uh, or or your work history that you can tell that illustrates it. That's the big thing here. The next one is uh, dependability. You know, de- obviously, someone that a, a player can rely on is consistent, performs day in and day out is going to be very important. Someone who's trustworthy is honest, uh, all those sorts of things. So. You know, how to, to, to play this up. You can give examples of tasks or responsibilities or projects you were given on the job due to your dependability and to take action and complete tasks. So for me, one of the stories I could tell is when I was deployed to Iraq, I was actually, my job in the military was a crane operator. I got attached to a supply unit. I didn't know anything about supply. Uh, I was an E5 and we had two E6s who, uh, outranked me who, uh, who had been doing supply their whole career. Well, one about the last 10 years of a career, the other one, his whole career. And both of these people, they tried to have run the warehouse that we had to run when I was in Iraq and it didn't work out. And I ended up becoming the warehouse NCOIC and ended up staying the warehouse NCOIC the whole time I was deployed to Iraq. And it was simply because, you know, I was able to work with the employees well, or the employees. I was able to work with the the other people in the the warehouse well uh, that were subordinate to me. I was able to work with them well, and we were able to figure out a system, and we were able to just run it consistently day in and day out. And I ended up being the one that the officer in charge of the warehouse trusted the most. So uh, again, and you know, when you're telling this stuff, it's sort of maybe when you're hearing it from me, it's like comes across a little bit as bragging. But when you're in an interview. You really have to do that. You have to play this stuff up and you have to give people real, uh, real world examples. Another one is positivity. So this is the third one on the list. Someone who's a positive person and that might surprise a lot of people, but you know, companies want people that aren't difficult to be around. This is my sort of don't be a douchebag rule. Uh, <laughs> so if you have a friendly attitude, you're a positive person, you're easy to work with, that can go a long way. Oh, so again, uh, 
uh, how to play this up. You can share an example of time when you're put in a stressful situation at work, either due to a tough deadline or a challenging project and how you overcame that situation and were able to be positive while working on the solution. And one of the th- tricks about this is this doesn't necessarily need to, uh, you don't always necessarily need to tell a story. You can say something in a way that comes across really, uh, really believable. So sometimes what they'll ask you in in an interview like this is they might ask you, well, what's one of your strengths or what's one of your weaknesses? And a lot of times what I like to do is take something like this and play it both ways and say, well, you know, my biggest strength is that I'm a positive person, but my biggest weakness is also that I'm a positive person. So I tend to be really optimistic in situations where maybe a little bit of skepticism or pessimism is, is warranted. Um, but you know, then also it's a strength because, you know, in situations where maybe things get difficult or whatever, I can stay positive. I can stay motivated. Uh, I can keep moving and so forth. Now that I, I know when you hear that, it sounds a little cheesy, but in an, an interview environment, when you can take something like that, you know they want to see positivity and that they're asking you about strengths and weaknesses. You can be strategic and take something like that. And when you say it as a negative and talk about it in that way a little bit, it gives a little bit more credibility to then when you talk about it in a positive sense. When you're able, when you're willing to to talk about something in sort of a negative light and and it, it makes you seem extra honest. So then when you talk about how it's a strength, which is what you're really sort of playing towards in terms of convincing these people that you're a positive person, it sounds more believable. So it doesn't always have to be a story. You can play things in that way in different ways throughout the interview to communicate these things. The next one is self-motivation. And so this isn't, isn't surprising. It's a, it's a employee who can motivate themselves. They're inspired on their own. You know, they can make, they can set goals for themselves. They can sort of manage their own projects, you know, and they just are someone that you don't constantly have to push. That can, having been a manager, both in the military and civilian world, when you constantly have a person that you just have to push to get anything done, it becomes very, very frustrating. So someone who's uh, self-motivated is very valuable. So how to play it up, focus on a time when you overcame a challenge by setting a goal for yourself, share a project you worked on, uh, you worked on at work that required extra effort or research on your part or how you succeeded in school and overcame obstacles to reach certain goals. So that's a, that's a really important point. Some of you might be listening to this and you're coming straight out of college. Well, you know, you might not have all of this life and work experience. So Talk about things in college, projects you worked on there or, or schoolwork that you did there if you have to that will illustrate these things uh, to an employer. It doesn't necessarily always have to be work experience. I used an example earlier from high school and sports. So whatever you got to use to to illustrate this stuff, the more you can illustrate and prove what you're saying, uh, the better it is. The final one then is teamwork. And so the ability to just work with other people. And this kind of sort of falls under the don't be a douchebag rule as well. But how you can play it up is give an example of a work project you work on recently uh, and provide details of the project, the goals of the team, the specifics on how you're able to collaborate with others on the team to reset goal, etc. You know, a really good one, uh, a lot of people are taking college online and anybody who's done that knows that you have to do these group projects and they are a bear. So if you've done that, that's a really good uh, way that you can illustrate 
how you're 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 good when it comes to teamwork. If you're coming fresh out of college, you probably have done group projects in college, reference something along those lines. You know, or if it's work experience, then then you can reference uh, that sort of thing. You know, one for me would again, I could go back to Iraq and the warehouse, and one of the reasons why that uh, warehouse was so successful is because uh, when I got promoted to run the thing i didn't just go in there and start telling everybody what to do like the other two had done i went in there and had a there were a lot of people who had done supply who uh knew what you know sort of knew what they were doing one guy in particular had been active duty and done it for like 10 12 years or something like that so i leaned on those people i went around to each job i learned each job from them i had them teach me which Helped me to learn it because I knew nothing about it, but also helped create rapport with them because they were teaching me. And then I learned all of the jobs. And then when when I did that, it became obvious to me that the warehouse needed rearranged and our processes needed changed. And so I did all of that. And when I did that, I was able to speak from authority because they were the ones that told me about their job so when I came back and said I've talked to all of you and this is what we need to do it's really hard for them to say well no 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 because it came straight from them and so we rearranged the warehouse rearranged our processes and we got really really efficient and then that helped prove even further that I knew what I was doing to those people and they begin to trust me so again that's just an example that I could use for my life to talk about uh, teamwork so those are the top five. Again, it is work ethic, dependability, positivity, self-motivation, and teamwork. So wherever you're at in your career with, or, or trying to get into this IT career, know that those things are considered as important, if not more important, by tech employers out there. Um, and so you really want to work on these things and you really want to start to think through what are the stories that I can tell? What are the examples from my life that I can use to prove these things? How can I inject that into my resume and into my interviews? And I think that will uh, help you a ton. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Of course, got to pay the bills real quick. If if you guys do want to uh, get some more of the hard tech skills, PHP, object-oriented programming, HTML, a little bit of CSS, or if you want to get into freelancing uh, uh, on Upwork, or or you can even my guide to get clients course where it's talking about getting clients outside of Upwork. All of that, if you if you guys want to get into that and master those skills, whether it's the hard skills or the soft skills that you'll learn for freelancing. You can do all of that in my curriculum over on Skillshare. The great part is, as a teacher, I can give you a two-month free trial of Skillshare. So you can go over there, take all my courses, get full access to the whole course, all the source code, uh, plus 21,000 other courses on the site that you get full access to during that two-month free trial. So you can start that, take all my courses, get all the training that you need, take any of the other courses on the site that you want, uh, and then just cancel anytime before the two months is up if you want and you'll never pay a penny for it. So it's a really great way to get the the training you need, whether it's hard or soft skills, uh, to, to get a job and to get out there and get work or start freelancing or whatever it is that you want to do with your career. So to do that, the link is johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. That'll start the two-month free trial for you, uh, and away you go. So again, johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.